Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me this evening via Skype is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, this uh, this whole playoff thing is very nerve-wracking. I don't remember what it's like, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it, it does just kind of take over your, your whole life. Um, I uh, I was at a Taking Back Sunday show last night in Rockville Center. It was like a charity wow. event. Yeah, and my, I was with my brothers, and my brother Dave had, his, uh, had the game up. I, I told him, I was like, I'm going to try my best to, uh, we, we'd watch, like, I'd watch the first period on the train, and then uh, the second period I watched on, at my house and on, on the radio, and then uh, the third period, I was like, I'm going to, I DVR'd it, I'm going to try my best to not do it, and then he's like, all right, I, we can watch on my phone if you want, and it was perfectly timed in between sets, and we ended up just watching on there, and it just, re- you just realized, like, this is this whole thing is going to take over my life for the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, lots of scoreboard watching going on. Uh, you got a couple of games on in the background there: uh, the Caps and Penguins, the Habs and Red Wings, the Blue Jackets and Bruins, which has become a complete and utter uh, farce at this point. <laughs> so uh, Columbus had a, a pretty sizable lead, and that has now gone. So we'll give you some updates uh, as we go along in the show here, but. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, as far as the Islanders go, they're back in second place, uh, two points behind the Caps, who, again, are, are playing right now. Um, how they got there is a little bit up for debate. Uh, they won a huge game on Monday night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The The importance of this game cannot be overestimated. Uh, they're, you know, division opponent that that's chasing them. They won, the Islanders won 2-0. And it's funny to me to kind of read the different um, outlooks and analysis of this game because, uh, admittedly, I missed the first period as of my commute home, um, and it seemed pretty even from from all things uh, I heard. But uh, for the two periods I watched, uh, I came away with the impression that Thomas Grice straight up stole that game. Like the Islanders were not good. The third period was, you know, they were nursing a one nothing lead, and you know, I know there's the argument that like you know teams that are nursing leads in the first pe- in the third period tend to give up more shots. The other team is trying harder to score. And I get that, but 
I don't know. It just seemed like they were really kind of digging themselves, you know, kind of playing with fire a little bit there. Um, but then after the game, it was like, wow, they got back to Islanders hockey. And Barry Trotz was like, you know, yeah, I thought our first period was good. Third period, second period could have been better. But, um, you know, Grice was awesome in that game. And they needed two points and they got him. Um, I know you were at the show, <laughs> but uh, like, what, what did you think after watching that game? I mean, did you think that they were playing well? Because, again, I've seen every every possible you know, uh, outlook on this game. And I'm just kind of curious because it's, it seems like everybody's got a different look on it. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, um, after we watched the, uh, the Anders Lee empty netter and kind of just celebrated. And I was like, honestly, like the first period of that game, I thought the Islanders played well enough. Like they hung with the blue jackets right after uh Polak's goal, maybe like the blue jackets started to push back a little bit and the Islanders had a power play that didn't, they didn't score on. So, Dice maybe tilted to them a little bit, but I came away from that period being like, all right, like they played fine. And then um, they had, and they had the lead, which was important. And then the next, the next period, I, I, I admittedly was like, kind of like pulled in a couple of different directions. So I didn't really get to watch as closely. And I thought they looked pretty bad. And then the third period, I was like, they look like they, they, there's a specific game plan in this third period. And unfortunately they only had a one goal lead. <laughs> I would have, you know, so like they were clearly, you know, shelling up and like parking the bus a little bit and it worked because they got lucky. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, to me, it was more of a, a step in like the right direction from the, the games prior to that than it was a step in the wrong direction, but it still was nowhere near, you know, the level they're going to need to be if they're going to want to make a run. Yeah. I thought that too. Uh, you know, they, they've had this pattern now of sort of playing one really good period. Again, we've talked about it. We talked about it in the last episode too. Like, the game against the Leafs uh, was their best game in weeks, and and that is still true. Unfortunately, they haven't really played a really great game uh, since that game, and or a complete game, I should say. Uh, and they've played a ton of games <laughs> prior to this. Uh, they played Philly on Saturday uh, and lost five two in a game that was a very very eerie. Um, repeat of the previous game against the Flyers in which the Islanders had tons of zone time. It wasn't that they weren't getting chances. They just didn't do anything with them. And the Flyers would take whatever chances they had and would score. And, you know, five, two is a pretty, pretty good indication of how that went. Just they were up four, one at one point, Philly. And it's the whole, all the life came out of the building. And it was just, it was not, it was a very frustrating game to watch, especially since we had literally just watched it a week before and especially, especially because it was on goddamn Bill Tory night with everybody in attendance and all the alumni there, everybody in their bow ties, all Tory families there. And everybody's like, you know, feeling the blue and orange blood coursing through their veins. And then they go and shit the bed <laughs> against a longtime division opponent. That one really stunk. Um, Jake Voracek put a hit on Johnny Boychuk that got him suspended for a couple of games. Uh, Boychuk was doing like some, I don't know, uh, you know, I'm going to get you, put a bounty on his head type of stuff. Uh, and uh, Voracek was kind of a marked man after that. But other than that, uh, that was the only life the Islanders really showed. Other than that, it was uh, it was not fun to watch. Did, did you watch that one? Like, uh, was that one? I don't know. Again, to me, it seemed like a repeat of the of the previous Flyers game. But uh, I don't know. I, I, again, I heard yeah, good did, things, but I didn't see them. It did feel like, uh, like almost like just a mirror image of the other one, especially with like the late goal and – um, yeah, right. yeah, I wasn't impressed at all. The first 10 minutes were good. I actually, I weirdly had like similar vibes. I remember like 2006-ish, it would be. the twenty. Like the, was it the 25th anniversary game? I think they actually played the Flyers in that game too of like of like their first Stanley Cup or something. And uh, I just remember going into the Coliseum that night and being like, there's no way the Islanders can win, uh, can lose this game with, with all this like, you know, Coliseum dynasty nostalgia. But uh they did. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I felt it felt it felt similar to that. And uh, yeah, I mean, those those two games really frustrated me. Both games against the Flyers, uh, more than anything, just because like they those games should have been tied. Like they should have tidied those games up. Like I feel like they were they were um, very uh, correctable mistakes yeah. that the Islanders made. Yeah, I mean the Flyers are good, but they're not that good. Like they could have, you know, the Islanders had a lengthy five on three in that game. They had uh, that three minute major on on Voracek and. They didn't do anything with it. And it's like, you know, that could have been the, the tide turning play of the game. So, 
you know, uh, um, Broad Street Hockey, they do uh, post-game podcasts, and uh, the title of that one, the one for that game was, I thought the Islanders were supposed to be good, or something like that. And, yeah, it's hard to argue. Like, yeah, they they usually are pretty good, but for some reason the Flyers this year have kind of had their number. And, and it's just it, – it, but it's their number in a, in a stupid way. You know, like, again, their D-zone coverage was pretty bad throughout the entire game, and had they tightened it up, you know, maybe they get a goal here or there and, and things are different. Um and so, you know, that that was kind of a setup to the Blue Jackets game, but a setup to that game were the two games against the Ottawa Senators. And we sat here and talked and said, okay, this is the worst team in the league. You're playing them on back-to-back games at the best possible time when you need these points. Uh, and it's not enough to just beat these guys. We need to see something. We need to see, you know, the Islanders really have that kind of killer instinct. This is playoff time. This is crunch time. We need these points. Um the Islanders got the points. They got they both they won both games, but mm, not quite sure that killer instinct was was all that visible. In the first one, they won a shootout five four. Uh, they had a two goal lead, I think. It, oh no, it was tied early in the second. Um, it was four four in the third. Robin Leonard got kind of run over by Brady Kachuk. Um, again, same thing as the Flyers game, just bad D zone coverage. That overtime, nobody really did anything, and. Uh, Barzell went in in the shootout. So that was good. But at the same time, you know, why are we taking the worst team in the league to a shootout? Um, Then the game, the next game was in Ottawa. It was a 4-2 Islanders win. Again, it was a a little too close for comfort for most of it. Uh, And then Anthony Beauvillier scored about halfway through the third. And then from that point on, um, the Islanders looked like the Islanders. In the first period and the end of the third period of that game, that was Islanders hockey that we've kind of come to know. And it looked nice, but... At the same time, that leaves a big, chunky game that didn't seem like Islanders hockey. It's like, yeah, you got two goals from Valtteri Filppula, but you know, I don't know how many more times we can we can keep hoping for Phil and, and Sezikis to score these goals. They have to tighten up, and they have to be better. And I'm sure that Barry Trotz keeps saying this because he keeps saying these things in his post-game press conferences like, well, the first period was good, but the second two weren't, or the third period was okay, but the first ones, I feel like we weren't. So he knows it's a problem. He's just got to fix it. And the time to fix it is now down to about 13 games. And he's got to do that really quickly. Yeah. The, those two Senators games, you just, if you're an Islander fan, you knew those games were going to be brutal. Just, and, and they were. They were like, uh, and I don't mean like brutal, tough. Like they were going to be tough to just think about. And, and they kind of mirrored that, how I felt. Uh, and a lot of fans that like I spoke to felt like this, these are really scary because they are must win games in a weird way where it's like you have to beat this is the worst team in the league. And, so, and like you said, like it, they, those were four points that if the Islanders didn't get, like it was a massive failure and was a huge, would have been a huge problem. And so, I mean, you got to give the team credit because they did come away with all four points. But sure. like you said, the, the fashion, the fashion that they, they got the, the them was frightening. Um, <laughs> the, the second period, I think it was the second period in the first game, they outshot the Senators. They oh yeah, twenty six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was a master masterpiece of a period, and the Islanders were still only up, you know, a goal or two, whatever it was. And then uh, you just knew. I think it was Bobby Ryan. Um, you scored the first one kind of early in the third period. Yeah, and um, I don't know how Bobby Ryan is still, you know. <laughs> I feel like his the only time I heard his name all season was that game and then when they they said oh the the senators are trying to saddle his contract to mm. you know you know bobby bryan's contract is bad when you teams wouldn't take eric carlson or or you know <laughs> mark stone right you know because wouldn't take it with those guys but uh yeah th- i mean those those games were just they were horrifying the second game um the beauvillier goal like i think we could say i wasn't expecting the island i was i was honestly in, in hold on to and get to overtime mode for like that entire third period. <laughs> Cause I just didn't see, I, was, I, don't, right. I don't know how these guys are going to score. They, mm. they didn't, they weren't threatening much. And the goal they scored was as you know, Butch and Brendan called it, it was like a very greasy, dirty goal. And it was lucky. And I th- that it was encouraging because the Islanders rarely get that goal in that game. Uh, right. And they, they got it. And, and then that was probably their, the most encouraging stint of hockey in, in the, you know, past week or so was, how well they played defensively against a really bad team, albeit, but they they did they shut down. You can see that the, the structure just like magically appeared out of nowhere, and I and I, <laughs> I I was like, where this is where 
this, it seems so easy for the first 60 or 60 games. Like right. you, you guys just knew where you're supposed to be everywhere. And now all of a sudden it, it was like kind of very Doug Waite style chickens mm. with ed, your heads cut off in, in your own zone, which we haven't seen in like a year. So I, I was like, what the hell is, uh, what has, what, ha- how did, I don't know what broke this team. I, and, <laughs> and then I thought the, the senators games were going to be the fix at Felix games. And they kind of weren't, which, yeah. which is like you said, we got four points. Good. They didn't fix the their they didn't show any signs really of fixing the game. So I forget what game it was after. I think it, it might have been after the first Senators game, but it might have also been a, after the Philly game before that. But um Trotz was saying that, you know, the towards the end of the season, what happens a lot, it's not so much the legs that get tired, it's the mind. And so you're not thinking as clearly you're not hitting your spots as quickly you're not you know it's not kind of coming together as it was back in december or january and that's kind of i feel like what we're seeing like i it's just a lot of you know missed assignments um they were you know arthur staple had an article today about uh cal clutterbuck being kind of the secret linchpin of of you know the team and like where he goes they kind of go and and um yeah you know somebody misses an assignment and before you know it there's a, a puck in the back of the net and it's like well how did that not happen for three months and now all of a sudden it's happening with regularity it's happening you know once uh a period or once again you know a couple times a game through over the course of a period and it's not fun to see especially this time of year now look other teams are struggling right now um you know the Leafs haven't really you know just to use one example you know they got blown out by Tampa last night they've had a couple wins but they've also gotten blown out by both Tampa and the Islanders um you know the the Bruins went 19 straight games with getting points, um, so some people get hot, some don't. Uh, the Blue Jackets right now uh, are a complete, untotal mystery. Like I, I mean, they went all in uh, at the trade deadline and are now getting shut out by Thomas Grice. <laughs> you know, and and that, that's not there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, Grice has whatever seven shutouts or something this season, but that's not what they signed up for. This is a team that is was supposed to be making this big push. They're not like hanging on for dear life, when which is exactly what they're doing right now. So, you know, the Islanders aren't the only team that's struggling, but it's again for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in two years and has a notoriously anxious and nervous fan base. It is very very tough to watch them. You know, kind of struggle through a game against the Ottawa, the last place team in the league, and a kind of a lucky bounce goal from one guy ends up going in and being the difference in a. In a a win. So um, they have a chance now to uh, get some more points against some teams that they need to be starting with the Montreal Canadians, who I completely forgot about in our last episode when I was discussing the schedule. Uh, the Habs are at the Coliseum on Thursday. Uh, I uh, longtime listeners of this show will know how much I hate when the Islanders play the Habs. I have not committed yet to whether or not I'm going to even watch that game because that is the most irritating fan base in the NHL worse than the Leafs I think uh no no fan base and no media enjoys the smell of its own farts like the uh Canadians base but this is a game the Islanders need to win and not a team that they match up with well at all um wh- what are you like you know I don't want to say I ask for a prediction but like what's your feeling going into this I mean I'm nervous I mean we just talked about all the ways to be nervous but at the same time this team has won three out of four so <laughs> it's like, you know, you can, it's a diff, it's an absolute glass half full, half empty situation. Like, so wh- where is your glass? Is it full or is it empty? I, it's, I don't even have a glass right now. <laughs> like, it's, it, it, cause it changes all the time. Like, mm. you said, like, that was the thing. After they beat the Senators the second time, I was like, all right, they're on a two game winning streak. Then they lost the Flyers. And I was like, oh, God, like, they lost to a team that is not very good. They needed to beat and they didn't. And um, then they somehow, I I'm still not sure that Blue Jackets game actually happened because I'm like <laughs> there's just no there's just no way that the Islanders won that game they held out to win that game but they did somehow uh, I mean it's it's so it's a, it, a very strange uh, time indeed and uh, yeah the I mean the the Canadians are scary just in, like you know it's a speed they're a very speedy team uh, Carey Price I I mean the beginning of the year he looked kind of in that shell of him for himself he, he's, his game got back on track they they have weapons and they have speed and they play a uh, claude julian is a is still a decent coach i mean he's a good coach with a good system that that is like kind of tried and true um i actually i actually have never like hated i actually because because of my hatred of the leafs 
Um, <laughs> I've never really hated the Canadians or that much, but I do, I do remember like the Islanders, like they had a very similar um, stretch of never winning against yeah. the Canadians, like they did against the Senators. You know, basically because the Islanders were so bad for so long. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I I'll never forget like the Thomas Hickey overtime goal against yeah. them. I know uh, it was that was a, a great one, 2013 yeah. or whatever. And I think that was like to me like the the, the turning point of my um, my like f- general fear of her, uh, Canadians games because I uh, I was like oh we actually beat them in a game so that was that I watched and that I was always nice. think of that and I think of uh, was it last year or the year before the the Grice like 50 save shutout game or something I think it was last year. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, that where he just he was like a machine. I've never seen anything like it. That was in Montreal too, so. That was a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just yeah. – um, yeah. They're, they're also kind of like the forgotten team, I feel like, in the um, in this playoff race because, right. A, they're not in the division, and the Islanders have been at near the top of the division so for so long. So it's not like they've been having to, like, check them in the rearview mirror like, like they have with the, the Capitals, Penguins, Hurricanes, and Blue Jackets. But um, they're, they're, they're there. They're in the, the hunt for a wild card spot, and uh, they're just and, – and, with the way the other division is, where it's basically a, a certainty that the Lightning, Lightning will win, the Bruins and Maple Leafs will play. They're basically just playing out the string of the season for for home ice advantage in that series, which is just a test testament to how asinine the NHL playoff structure is. <laughs> and then the, the the Canadians are basically like uh they're they're in their own little division in the wild card hunt. Right. Um, and so yeah, there's a, I mean they have a lot to play for. This team is uh, they weren't supposed to contend, so they're kind of in the similar house money situation as the Islanders, which makes them a little bit more dangerous. And they've got a great goalie and and uh, the the like skill up and down the lineup with you know Domi and Jesper Coke and Nemi and um, so I mean I I would say like it's a, it seems like a coin flip. I actually haven't checked to see if they won't have odds this Thursday, but. Uh, I, I would assume that the odds will reflect like it's going to be a straight coin flip, even though the Islanders are at home. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Um, and again, the, the, the Habs are playing right now, so they're also, also going to depend on how they do uh, against the Red Wings. Um, but uh, yeah, it's funny because the Habs were, were like kind of high. They're, they were in that second, third, you know, in the Atlantic for a while there, too. And I think they had some struggles in the middle of the season and then just kind of fell out and, you know, the, them, the Blue Jackets, and now it's the Penguins, but it's also the Hurricanes. Like they're all kind of jockeying for that eighth position. And every day you wake up and it's somebody else who got kicked out. Like despite the fact that the the Blue Jackets lost to the Islanders on Monday, they were in the eighth spot. But you know, if if uh, Montreal wins tonight and and Columbus loses, well, then they're out and the Habs are in. So uh, it's pretty tight down there. We're not the only ones that are kind of sweating this out. Uh, things are getting pretty weird and wild with about a couple of games to go. Uh, And we are going to talk more about the Metro division and other things going on around the league right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, that was our first ad. We're going to talk more about those in a little bit, so don't worry about it. what a weird, what a weird world we're now living in. Yes, totally new world, but still, still the same world. The well, same world. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll leave all that stuff to the end uh, when we we're done. But uh, yeah, so the Metro right now uh, is kind of a mess. The Caps are two points ahead of the Islanders. Uh, the Hurricanes, I believe, are four points behind the Islanders. Is that true? Um, yeah, that's correct. It's uh, the the Capitals are at. 89 through almost 70. They're down 4-3 with a minute left as we're recording this. Oh, and right. then 
Yeah, so it's like 89, then the, the right. Islanders are at 87, the Hurricanes 83, Penguins 83. So the, if the Penguins hold on, right. well, they'll, they'll definitely like at least get a point out of this. They'll hop into the third spot. Right. Um, and they'll be two behind the Islanders. So, right. Um, and so, you know, that'll that'll hurt the Hurricanes. That'll kick them down to, to seventh where they would end up playing the Caps in the uh, the first round if things hold this way. But, you know, the Islanders still have a shot at first place. Uh, they need to win again starting Thursday against the the Canadians, um, but this is kind of still up for grabs. I mean, even you know the Hurricanes are six points out of first place, and I mean I I and the Penguins are going to be four points out of first place. So things a lot can happen here, <laughs> and uh, you know you got to feel bad a little bit for Columbus fans. We were just talking about this a little bit, but like this team completely loaded up for this playoff run and they're a couple of minutes away from, from being given. Oh, they're up seven to four right now on the Bruins. So they came out, they needed a win. They lost last night and now they need a win and they're going to get one. So, but uh, they, to score seven goals in one game is more than they've scored like in the last week. Cause I think they've been shut out a couple of times. Um, but this, this, I don't know if people expected the Metro to be like this. I think they kind of expected it to be caps penguins. And then, uh, probably uh, you know the usual suspects, Philly and and uh, uh, who else? The Rangers. Uh, although the Rangers were, were yeah. building. The dev- I mean, the Devils were sh- should have been. I guess li- they didn't. I didn't expect them to be as good as they were last year, but mm-hmm. to fall like completely, they they were out of it from like the the gate. Yeah, basically. So, but I think people it- most figured that it would be like Caps, Penguins, and then um, Philly, and then probably Columbus. And then the Islanders and, and Hurricanes had to essentially go and crash the party, basically. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And then, and the like, the, I don't think people expected the Islanders to crash the party the way they did, obviously, <laughs> uh, in in like basically just playing incredibly trotsy in hockey. I guess is, is <laughs> how we're we're referring to it. Um, the the good thing is like that uh, style is always going to lend itself to to getting points. In games where they they haven't they don't play their best, which we saw they actually won. They've they've been winning games where and that they haven't played their best, and so in this now race or whatever, like like Ted Nolan used to always say, offense is like weather, but he used to say it like this: offense offense is like weather. <laughs> uh, so like teams like the Capitals, the I think the Capitals won like thirty three games in a row apparently, mm. and they're about to lose to the Penguins, but they they they're going they're just going to be streaky. Like that's mm. it, the Islanders. Even though they're kind of in a in a weird spot right now, you're seeing like they're they're playing bad, but they've won three out of four. Mm. So it's like they they're set up to stay in this race, and the only way they're going to fall out of it precipitously is if they shoot themselves in the foot. And they've been trying to do it, but they keep they keep they keep missing. They keep missing their foot. I like right. like it's that, that's like the frustrating. You're like okay, like we dodged another bullet, um, and we live to fight another day. And with the people they have at the helm. I, they obviously see that too. I mean, there's mm. Trotz, Trotz even, I mean, they were talking about like the, uh, how they gave everybody off, um, uh, practices for a while. And they kind of said, Oh, maybe that was a mistake or, <laughs> and, uh, and they should have, you know, up the battle level or, uh, whatever j- phrase he stole from Jack Capuano. <laughs> uh, he's been, st- he's been using, uh, I think, I think now we're going to see like, all right, this team is going to be clamped down from, from the top, from Trotz and them. They're, uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's going to be like, all right, like we're just going to 100% commit to the identity of this team, which is a hell. We don't have any real skill on this team, top to bottom. So like, let's just play the game we that got us here. And if they can just double down on that, I think they could still win the division. Especially if you look at the the schedules of the other teams. Like, the Capitals have a tough schedule. Yeah, Blue Jackets have a tough schedule. The Penguins, even if they don't have a tough schedule, like the Penguins are a deeply, deeply flawed team with which is two of the best players in the world on it. Like <laughs> these, they should be the Islanders should be throwing you know uh, their weight around a little bit in this race. Like they should they should be the team that is setting the pace. Maybe the Hurricanes, if they, they keep rolling like that, will just like roll up the division. But the Islanders should just be involved and not be falling even into the third spot, which would I think would be kind of like a sour note to a, what's been a beautiful. Season. Yeah, I um well a couple of things. One, uh yeah, the Caps I think have to play the Lightning I think three times this in the next couple of weeks, which is a insane that these two teams had wait this long to play three games, although I guess it happened with the Islanders in Philly cuz they have another game 
against the Flyers coming up. So, yeah, that that's tough right there. And I think the Hurricanes have a really tough schedule, too. I feel like I read that somewhere, that, that their schedule is pretty tough. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's funny. Like <laughs> Before we came on, like, we kind of kick around ideas for what we're going to talk about. And it's, it's really – there's no secret to it. Like, the Islanders need to play better. And, yeah, okay, they've won three out of four. And, they again, they I can't overestimate how much they needed those two points. And I'm hoping that that philosophy – carries over from the Blue Jackets game to the game against the Habs. Hopefully they get a good hard practice in on Wednesday. Uh, they have a CBA. I like how Andrew Gross always tweets out the CBA mandated day off because he doesn't want people to be like, you know, why aren't they bag skating them? You know, like, no, th- this is in the contract. They're allowed to have days off. Just like you're allowed to have days off. They get days off too. So don't yell at me because <laughs> uh, the team is off. But, um, you know, so I think that they can – they know what to do. It's just a matter of doing it. I don't think that they suddenly forgot how to play. There have been some crazy lineup decisions. Uh, there was a Tom Kuhnhackle sighting for a couple of games there. Uh, I think he's okay in spot duty, but once you start getting into like two, three games in a row, uh, the weaknesses start to show. Uh, I thought Andrew Ladd had a really good game against the Blue Jackets. I think he came away with a with an assist, but I, I might be wrong. But um, he looked really good. He looked really active. Um, you know, he looked like a guy who who wanted to contribute. I think he liked not being on the third line. Uh, that's good because, but you know, Michael Dacol is now up as a regular uh, recall. Some of you may remember when on our last episode we talked about maybe Michael Dacol or Josh Osang could end up getting a call up. Look at that, they got called up, uh, although it was for emergency purposes at the time. But now Hosang got sent back down. He didn't play. Dacol played. He's a regular recall now. He's the he's with the team now. Like he's with them. So I would expect him to play, uh, if not Thursday, uh, definitely one of the two weekend games. With uh, They got back-to-back against Detroit and then in Minnesota the next day. So I would expect Doug Cole to play in one of those games. Um, yeah, they know what to do. They just need to do it. And it's up to Trotz to get them to do it. And, I mean, again, it's it's funny when you see something and then the coach sees it too. And you're like, okay, well, let's fix it. But that's easier said than done. Especially when you know you're trying to you're trying to score and there's like a Columbus Blue Jacket in your face or a Philadelphia Flyer stopping suddenly so that you could run into his back <laughs> and uh, get knocked out. So uh, yeah, I, I mean the the division is still there. Like we're here in March. It's March twelfth. The thirteenth is when you're going to listen to this. And the Islanders have a shot at first place in the division. And I and you know that's another you brought it up and and it's a good point. Like a couple of days ago, I thought to myself, well. What if they just make the playoffs and, you know, that that's still pretty good, like, after all this. But then I thought again, and I'm like, no, you, that, that, you can't do that. You can't just be like, hey, we've been either in first or second place for five months now, but we'll settle for eighth. That's okay. Like, I don't want that, and I don't want to sound greedy or anything. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I, it feels like you feel the same way. Like, they have come so far, and it's been such an eye-opening season that to get anything but first or second, I feel like, would really suck. You know, like that's just it would it would leave, it would leave a sour note, you know, or leave a sour taste in your mouth after all that's happened this season. It's right. got to be either the first or second place. Yeah, it's it. It people always say, oh, you would sign up for this in a heartbeat if you if you said, oh, the Islanders would be two points out of first place uh, before the season. And I would say, yeah, of course I would. I'm not crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but at this point, like, where there's a chance the Islanders can put together one of the more improbable division titles in you know, in, in the league <laughs> in like in like the salary cap era and it's very much like bill simmons who i i'm not you know a huge fan of but he uh he had like the ewing theory thing about when when patrick ewing left the knicks and you know it would be something like that it was just like there's there are a lot of things that have kind of been thrown at us that would be, would feel really good to see this team wrap up uh you know a division title even just clinching home ice whatever it would be really just nice to take to take all that and, and like kind of shove it back into some people's face. Just if they, and if they don't do that, like it just leaves the doors open for like, oh, we we told you so. The Islanders were a mirage the whole season, which we all know isn't true because we've been paying attention. Like they, <laughs> there was a really big chunk of the season the Islanders were playing really good hockey, and and uh, I think a lot of a lot of like we're we're in the middle of this wobble with the Islanders, and so we can't really see from you know from the outside and every team goes basically except for the, like the lightning go through these stretches like this and you just hope like they find their way out of it and unfortunately too like it it's kind of 
I've kind of been hoping it's there's the the flu bug that like was going around is <laughs> playing like more of a role than right. than we than we know because I know it started around that Western Canada trip, which is kind of when things start to take a, a darker turn. And um, then you know the Boychuk injury, the Clutterbuck injury, Matt Martin injury, like they they Islanders were very healthy. And then obviously Robin Leonard, like right. now it's it's like it's gut check time. So it's b- better now than it happening in in like you know the last game of the season or the first or the first <laughs> round. So if they can kind of get through this and come out, like think about how good it would be two weeks from now if if we're looking back and we're like, wow, like they they're if they're playing better and they're still in the hunt for the division, like if they could get out of something like this, they they're showing like Teddy Teddy Atlas, a boxing trainer, used to always talk about like to win a fight, you have to go to the shadowy places. Like you're never going to fight somebody and not be pushed against the ropes. Like they're trying to beat you up. That's their livelihood. State. Like the Islanders are kind of in that spot right now. And if they fight their way out, they could seriously do something kind of uh, 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 like unbelievable. To be so, honest. That's, that quote sounds a little bit like uh, Robert Butch Goring saying, well, Brendan, you have to go to the dirty areas and uh, you yeah, want to win exactly. a game. It's kind of kind of a similar thing. But yeah, yeah, I do I do find it funny. Like I was thinking about that today too, like how the goalposts have kind of changed on the Islanders season from – you know, analysts and, and writers and stuff like that. So, like, at first, obviously, it was like, well, these guys are going to suck. So that's the end of that. And then, you know, for the first month and a half of the season, they won games, you know, because their goalies were outstanding. And people were like, well, yeah, this isn't going to last. This is just luck. But then, you know, they did prove to be pretty good. And people are like, well, you know, it's not going to – it's still not – it's still mostly luck. These still guys still aren't that good. Nobody can sustain – no goalie can sustain that those numbers for the entire season. And now we're into March, and then it's like, well, okay, maybe they'll make the playoffs, but they're going to lose in the first round, or they're going to end up in third place. And it's like, you know, at some point, it'd be nice to get a little bit of credit for, for what they've done. Um, I think most people kind of concede that Barry Trotz is at this point, you know, kind of the front runner for the Jack Adams – uh, although then, then immediately you get a bunch of, a bunch of buzzkills who are like, yeah, but it's, you know, the goal, the guy with the best goalie always wins the Jack Adams. It's like, well, yeah, obviously if he's got a good goal, they don't, they don't call it the best coach with the worst goalie award. Like it's the best coach in the league. That's what it's going <laughs> to happen. Like, I don't, you know, but, uh, again, there's always somebody out there ready to, to, uh, throw cold water on everything but I, I think you know again I, I don't and I'm not trying to do that myself as I just realized what I'm talking about but you know I just they've done so much and like you want this for these players you you want them you know obviously we would we all want the Islanders to win their first division title in 31 years that's a little bit ridiculous but you know for these players to have been through so much and to have had the kind of upheaval and and all this kind of changes to to do it to, to make this group you know, Trotz has said that when you win the Stanley Cup, you you carry that together forever, and that group is together forever. And he's always going to be part of that that Capitals team, even though now he is, in his own words, an Islander. Like, and that's something they all carry together. And I feel like he's probably given that speech to the Islanders, uh, even if it's just talking about this division. Like, if you guys do this, this is your thing forever, and like nobody can ever take that away from you. And that's going to be you guys are going to have this as a group forever and ever and ever and you're always going to have those memories so make that happen i this is me assuming that barry trotz has said this uh i would like to i would hope that, that he has said it because i i want this to happen too um and the other reason i want it to happen not only because of you know the sort of i guess um public uh uh resurrection uh aspect of it is the fact that I don't want to play the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round of the playoffs. And if they end up in third, uh, I definitely don't want the Islanders to be in second because they are going to be in a world of hurt. So by yeah. getting first, uh, maybe you end up playing Columbus or you know Montreal, although, again, the Habs aren't going to be an easy out either. Or maybe the Penguins. Maybe they stumble. It'd be nice to – again, we talked about this last week or two weeks ago. I think uh, you know the Penguins would be a, a good matchup for them. I know that sounds crazy, but I feel like – they would have as good a shot as any getting out of a, a series against them. Yeah, I think like like there's no you can't control what what other teams do. So the you know if the Hurricanes end up falling and the Islanders win the division and just happen to luck into a first round playoff series with them, you know, so be it. But that, yeah, like you, you you hit the nail on the head with that uh, stuff. Like this, I think about that that team against that that lost to the to the Maple Leafs in the uh, first round, and then I think about the team that. The way Dublowitz team, uh, like, like this, this team has those those guys to me are, are cult heroes, and they, and they are to a lot of people. Like 
I, uh, we're, I'm starting to work with uh, this guy named Sean Cirillo who writes for the hockey writers. Uh, and he, and I was just, you know, doing research on him. And I saw he wrote something about Wade Dublowitz and he's a little older than me, but you know, we're kind of contemporaries. Like that just goes to show you how much that team, which lost in five games in the first round, like, <laughs> like those guys were cold heroes. Like that team was, there's a bunch of guys who like, we can, sp- I can spit like that entire roster almost just because, <laughs> just because of like that team made an, an improbable four game run to close out a season um, that was kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, there, there were some really great moments in that year. And then like the, the 2001, two team, another group of cult heroes making the playoffs like that. This team could then be elevated to like that same, st- obviously I would like them to win more than a round. Right. Or, you know, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like this, this, these guys could become like a big part of like the Islander tapestry that we all are weaving you know, throughout our lives. Like, I like just to think about like Jordan Eberle is basically a sure thing to move on after this year. <laughs> like just to be like to have a nice Jordan Eberle, you know, memory of like, Oh, he was right. on the team that won the division for the first time. Right. Like who could have saw Jordan Eberle being that doing that? Like well, I thought he, well, and especially for him, like he only made the playoffs at one time with, with Edmonton and they, you know, made it to game seven or whatever, the second round, but he basically got run out of town after that because he had a bad playoff, like, and it happens, you know? So for him, even though he's only been an Islander for a short time, like that would, that would be incredibly satisfying for him to have been like on a yeah. division champion. And like, even like you got, like you, you mentioned Kunakle, like mm. sure. Tom Kunakle is, is extremely limited as a player, but you know, if the Islanders do something, you know, special, they kind of cap the season off with something special. Like yeah. we would love Tom Kunakle on Long Island to be just <laughs> being a part of it. Kamarov. Yeah. yeah, like these guys <laughs> will have a chance to like just become those type of guys. Like right. they can become the Sven Butenshans of, yeah. of this team. <laughs> Uh, I would say, speaking of, actually, I'm glad I, uh, you brought up Kuhn because then I brought up Kamarov. Uh, speaking of Michael Dacol, I forgot to mention before, uh, I kind of feel like they could, you know, I don't think this would happen, but I think I would kind of like to see Leo get a seat for a game. And it's amazing how it's play. just not, like, it's like, that is like the hard stop. It's, yeah. It's, 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 I, I, it's almost on, I can't imagine yeah. what would, what Leo Komarov would have to do to get pulled <laughs> out of this lineup. I, I think if you, for a game, if Trotz was like, look, man, why don't you take the game off? We're going to play the kid. And just the line would be like Philpola, Del Cole and Ladd or, or Bailey on the other end or whatever. Like, I, I think that's okay. And I, I think Leo would probably be okay with that. Um, I would just like to see it tried. Uh, you know, I don't think it would be detrimented exactly, but uh, I can't see it happening. But I think that, you know, that would kind of be something just like I, I've been we were calling months ago for Nick Letty to be removed from the first power play. And he's still there and the power play still stinks. So, you know. yeah, he actually was he actually was taken off for the Columbus game. Oh, it was. Oh. Yeah, it was crazy. I was I, I thought it was like a pretty big moment in the season. I was like, oh, wow, they're. Honestly. I mean, the, and then they didn't score, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were all in the first period too, which is why I didn't know that. But uh, but yeah, so it took the, it took to game sixty whatever to finally get them to admit maybe you know again it's nothing against Nick Letty. Like I think you know Letty's a good player. It's, he's been a good player for a long time, but it's just there's something about that power play. And something needs to be fixed about that power play, and that's another thing. I went on. I got too far ahead of ourselves, but like that's an. I mean, if they need to tighten up their their D in their own zone that we know they can do that because they have done it throughout the course of the season. Their power play has never worked at any point this season. And they really need to fix that because it's, it's back to costing them games. I mean, quite frankly, I'm, again, had they, had they put a couple on in the, in the net against the flyers? I mean, okay. Yeah, sure. Maybe they still lose the game, but, but it wouldn't have been five, two, you know, I mean, you, you get to five, four or whatever, and maybe something happens. So, that's you know to me of all the things that we've we've talked about and complained about it's just that to me is the worst part of it i think and we don't really talk about it that much but it really has been a serious serious problem and at this point you know calling for scott gomez's head isn't going to happen who knows how much he, influence he even has on it but man they're, they're like over 20 now or something and yeah, i think they haven't scored since that they scored twice against edmonton and yeah. when they when they scored the second time i was like oh no <laughs> don't use them all up now and not only are they over 20 but like 20 and that game was a long time ago like 20 power play opportunities in that time is not a lot so not only are they scoring are they not scoring on the power play but it feels like they're not drawing on the power plays either which is another an entirely different kind of problem that they probably should address too. I mean, we, we talked about it way early in the season that like Matt Barzell should be basically a penalty drawing machine. This guy right. should be out there. I mean, every time this guy's on the ice, he should be making 
dudes like water ski behind him and, and getting them called uh, for penalties. So that hasn't happened. And, you know, for all yeah, the they just they just done, frankly haven't had enough of the puck and like in yeah. the offensive zone. Yeah. So just means you're not you're not doing. Yeah, exactly. You're not doing enough with the puck. So I mean, they don't take a lot of penalties, too, which I guess is pretty good. But uh, it's yeah. I mean, again, it's it's a for all the flaws this team has. And I mean, we've sat here and talked about them all. Uh, this team is still is still in position to win a division for the first time in 31 years, and that is mind-boggling. Like it's just it's crazy to think that way. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I just I guess we're all stuck on this ride together until it ends. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's and it's uh I like I keep thinking about that game last night and, and the fact that it still doesn't really feel well, like that real, like that they won or not, like because the Islanders just don't win that game. Like the Islanders never ever win that game, and. Uh, the, I mean, the power play thing to me, look, like, we can all complain as much as we want and make jokes about the power play, but we're doing that is not – we're not going to fix it. Like, no, me and you talking about, like, oh, they should put Dev- Devontae's on the first. They should play, like, a more high-low style. That's not going to fix the power play. So, to me, like, I think I've learned over the years to, like, kind of just separate myself from it and be cautiously optimistic every time the Islanders draw a penalty because it, <laughs> it basically just means that the other team – has a much less chance of scoring. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the yeah, time. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So, but um, uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. We're, we're, it's it's crazy. Like you said, this is a highly highly flawed team that has uh, punched above its weight, and like they they just flash the, the standings here, and it still doesn't really. It feels really strange still to look at that. <laughs> like seeing eighty seven points and with third, like this right. looks like that looks like the point total the Islanders should have at the end of the year. Um, <laughs> so like they they, they have to get. And like we were, I'm not saying that I'd be just satisfied making the playoffs, but the Islanders need to get win like four more games to basically be guaranteed a playoff spot. Yeah, I four. mean they were at ninety. That's crazy. They were at ninety nine point five percent chances of Sports Club stats, I think today. So yeah, uh, well again, let's talk about the the upcoming schedule. So they got the Habs on Thursday. Um, that that is as huge a game as as any as the Blue Jackets game was for sure, because uh, that's a team that's chasing you, and and you would immediately put yourself give yourself some distance between them and you by getting that two points. That has not been easy against the Canadians. So let's hope the Islanders are aware of that. Again, they have an extra day of practice, so they can hopefully game plan and get things going. Saturday uh, is an afternoon game in Detroit. Uh, this is the game that uh, we're going to be at the offside tavern. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Uh, come on down. There's uh Nolan Dan are doing a live uh, podcast after the game. I'll be there. A lot of other great people will be there. Um, but that's another one. I mean, I was looking at it. I knew the Red Wings had been bad, but I didn't realize there was like a 30-point difference between the Islanders and Red Wings. Man, when was the last time that happened? Um, but that's a game, again, I know it's in Detroit, and I know it's a, it's an afternoon matinee, which for everybody is like the worst possible scenario, but you have to win that game. Like this is a team that wants to lose this game so that it has a shot at Jack Hughes or whatever. Uh, quite frankly, I would rather Jack Hughes end up in Detroit than say Manhattan or Colorado or something like that. But uh, we'll see what happens. But again, you have to win that game, and then the very next day they're in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, for a six o'clock game against the the Wild. Well, I guess it's a five o'clock local time start. That's going to be another tough one because the Wild are kind of hanging around. Sometimes they're in the playoffs. Sometimes they're not. Very flawed team. Uh, the Islanders beat them, you know, it's two one, but I mean, the Islanders were constantly in control for that game in Brooklyn. So, you know, these are three games again, the, the Habs one is going to be, I think the hardest of the three, but that's kind of the most important. So if you get that, you're in much better shape. If you beat the Red Wings, you know, like you're supposed to do, then you're even in better shape. And at that point, you know, if you drop one to the, to the wild the next day, it might not be the worst thing in the world, but it obviously depends on what everybody else does. Uh, I guess I'm just trying to say I don't want to have to come out and say like, well, they got to win all three of these games, but I think they kind of do. But I would take two out of three uh, anyway. Yeah, there are a couple of things under the the hood that freak me out a little bit of the, the next like slate is, um, Robin Leonard not being healthy, which means that if he's not good to go for that back to back, it either means Thomas Grice will be playing on a back to back or Christopher Gibson will be playing. Well, uh, so Leonard skated the last couple of days. Trot said it wouldn't be a long-term thing. So I actually thought about that. I th- I think my guess is that he'll play Sunday. I think yeah, Leonard that's my will play hope. Sunday. Yeah, because let's just you know just worst possible scenario, right? They lose 
against the Canadians, and they have to look at that back to back. And even if they come out with one, then they got the Bruins. Yeah. Who, who Jimmy's Jimmy's got his toy now. He's excited. <laughs> but uh, he uh, then yeah then you got the Bruins and the Habs again, and then the, the Flyers, who they obviously have had trouble with, and and that's a, that Flyers game's another back to back. So yeah. it's 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 really uh, frightening. Who made this schedule? <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah, yeah. The Bruins. Uh, yeah, I mean they had won 19 in a row, but it looks like they're going to lose back to back. So maybe they're they're due for a little bit of a slump. But yeah, looking ahead to next weekend, obviously we're, we'll have a, a show between then and now. But yeah, they got another matinee in Philly at uh, on the 23rd, and then they're home at the Coliseum for a three o'clock game against the Coyotes. So, you know, the, the, the thing about these games, though, <laughs> as I said this after watching them lose two incredibly frustrating games against the Flyers, these still are games that, with, with the exception of the game against the Bruins, these are teams that the Islanders can beat. Like, we've seen them beat teams like this all year. And it's a matter of, of executing the game plan. And, you know, at the risk of sounding like I'm, uh, uh, you know, kowtowing to authority or whatever, just play the game plan because that's what got you here. <laughs> you know, we it's... It's a lot easier said than done, and I get that. And it's late, and you know, guys, you know, just you know, might not have as much gas left in the tank. But these are these are games that the Islanders can win, and they have won them so far. But you know, they haven't really looked that good, and they're kind of like again playing with fire a little bit. So if they can pull these these ones out, win the games you're supposed to, uh, like you said, I mean, you you put four more wins under your belt with 13 to go, you know, you're you're basically in good shape. And and if you get lucky and you know the Caps stumble, or the Penguins stumble, or the Hurricanes stumble, you could be right. I mean, their last game of the season is against the Caps, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, so, it is. And it's just amazing that so the Capitals. That they, I mean, you know, it's, they obviously didn't win thirty games. In a row. They won like seven games in a row, and they're still only two points ahead of the Islanders. Right. <laughs> and so like like the Caps have kind of I, they've kind of shot their shot, right? They've mm. they've they're not going to win at this pace for the rest of the year, and the Islanders are still there. So if the island like. It's it's a every obviously the, the old cliche is like the, the most important game of the season is the next game or is, <laughs> is this game whatever uh, whatever coaches say in the lock, locker room before games but uh, I, like this these these kind of games can like if if they come out from if they don't put put together a string of good results here like it could snowball pretty quickly because of what is waiting on the other side of this this week right uh, starting with that Bruins game right um, yeah. That's that's yeah exactly. Basically, you you got to win these games because if you're going in that game against the Bruins, you might not come out with two points. So yeah, yeah, I, you don't want to go you don't want to go into a game against probably the third best team in the league saying oh this is a, <laughs> this, this is a must must win game for us. Yeah, right. Uh, but given this season, maybe maybe that's the game they win. Who knows? <laughs> or one yeah. of, one of the games they win. Let's not make it the one that they win. Make it one of the games they win. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess what we're trying to say is. Yeah, they haven't looked that great, but there's still a lot of a lot of positives to, to hold on to as uh, we uh, round the uh, the last couple of uh, lengths here of the season. Yeah, yeah uh, it's in a, it, the season's made no sense, and just looking ahead at like <laughs> the, the schedule that's left, it's going to continue to make no sense. <laughs> Basically, so we just have to hope that uh, somehow in this topsy turvy world, the Islanders end up in first place, and uh, we could all say we saw it happen. So there you go. Uh, okay, a um, couple of a uh, couple of announcements. Uh, I might as well get this uh, out of the way first. Um, you've no doubt already heard the ads on this show. Uh, there is a reason for this, and it's a good reason. And I know I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I know whenever podcasters say stuff like this, it's always like, uh, who cares? But this is kind of really cool, and and uh, this is going to be going forward. Uh, you may also notice a different player uh, for the podcast when you look at the the post on the blog. So. We have been added to the SB Nation podcast network. This is something that was started last year with a couple of markets and has now been expanded to basically all of us. And uh, what that means is that both us and Isles Buzz and any other future Lighthouse Hockey podcasts, hint, hint, uh, are going to be sort of their own little tiny network. So you'll be able to listen to us. And if you keep the player running, you'll go into Isles Buzz. It'll go into our last podcast. It'll just keep going back and back and back. So you can just listen to Lighthouse Hockey Podcast all the live long day. And uh, when you subscribe to one of us, you subscribe to all of us. So fortunately, if you're already subscribed to us, you don't have to change anything. I've been assured that everything is all, all level. I will know myself when I go download this podcast tomorrow morning. So everything should be the same. Uh, the content will obviously still be the same. It's still going to be Mike and I 
hanging out. Maybe we'll get an occasional guest if Skype cooperates. <laughs> we'll throw in some technical difficulties every once in a while because that's uh, always part of the show. But uh, nothing's going to change from our end. Uh, it, there's going to be some ads because that's how the bills get paid, obviously. But uh, everything else is going to stay exactly the same, and it's just going to be more of it. So you're going to get, again, Isles Buzz and maybe some other future Lighthouse Hockey podcasts all in the same feed uh, all at the same time. Uh, what we need from you guys, though, is uh, we are going to need you to help us out by spreading the word to anybody about the show any way you can. And I know I used to say stuff like this, and I always forget because the show always gets long enough as it is. But anybody you can tell about this podcast, any way you can spread the word, uh, we really appreciate it. And the reason is because we are now part of a big network. As such, other people are going to be looking at the download numbers for this podcast other than me. Now other people are going to be paying attention. And the more downloads we get, the more listeners we get, the more visibility we get, the more visibility that we get, the more opportunities we get. And quite frankly, the more opportunities we get, the more money we get. So yeah, the and- next the next thing you know, we'll be having our own show where we have a bunch of uh, sport Islanders action figures in our <laughs> Islander action figure room. And we'll be yes. screaming on Sportsnet. That's the goal <laughs> to uh, to be yelling at ourselves in backwards hats. That's uh, that's the goal. But uh, but no, uh, you know, any way you can spread the word, we really appreciate it. You know, if you know Islanders fans that don't listen, tell them about it. Get them to listen. If you're like mom or dad is an Islanders fan and maybe they don't get how podcasts work, show them how to download and subscribe and listen. And, uh, you know, the more listeners we get, the, the better it is for us. But again, the, the content of the show is not going to change. If we don't get a lot of listeners, it's not like the show is going to go away. It's not like, like that, nothing like that. Mike and I are going to continue to do the show as long as we want to. Um, but the more, the more downloads, the better. And, uh, let's get the, uh, the numbers even higher. If, if we can, that would be very helpful. Uh, to that end, uh, again, like I said before, Isles Buzz live podcast this Saturday, the 16th uh, at the Offside Tavern in Chelsea. Nolan and Dan are going to be doing a live podcast after the show. Uh, I'll be on it. Nick Hershon, author of We Want Fish Sticks, will be on it. Jillian Fisher of Hockey Twitter will be there. CJ Papa, I think, is also going to be there. So uh, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be, I don't know how long the show is. It's going to be like Woodstock. It's going to be a lot of people there and, and a, lot of, a lot of shows. Uh, and uh, we're, we're all going to have fun. It's the offside. I've never been there, so I'm very excited to go and, and eat some tater trots and all that good stuff, too. Uh, so that is the 16th. Come for the game. Stay for the podcast. Uh, you should do that because it's going to be awesome. And then again, they're eventually going to be on uh, the whole Lighthouse Hockey you know, podcast network as well. So you'll be able to listen to them, listen to them right after you listen to us, and it'll be fun. It's like, like I said, it's like a little serious XM station that's just for us. It's weird, but it's cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, this week's NHLnames.com. NHL name of the week is. Here comes the rookie. It's Barry Cockpitiemi. Jess Berry. Code Kutiemi. Uh, you already spoiled it. See, you were he, on top He of is a uh, yeah. lot of fun to watch. I don't know if you've watched him at all. Um, yes. He is a defensive wizard. He, He's like um, – it's it's probably like a little uh, outdated way of thinking. But like you, you expect young players not to be able to play that style. And he's both skilled and he's like just right. all over everybody in all three zones. Uh, he's awesome. He is if if um, you know if it ever comes down to it, where me and uh, my friend uh, used to we bought uh, when the Canadians played the Rangers Eastern Conference final. They played in the playoff series once, and and he bought a, a Subban jersey, right. and I bought a Carey Price jersey just for that. She goes, you know, obviously, like when the Islanders mm-hmm. were eliminated and the Rangers were playing them, that Montreal Canadiens became our favorite hockey team in the world. Because, and, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, series, if they yeah. end up playing, you know, Toronto or, you know, the Rangers down the line, I think my next Canadian jersey would be the Kotkaniemi. <laughs> I wonder if Kotkaniemi at some point could be the Habs' first Selkie winner since Bob Gainey, the guy who they invented the yeah. award for. <laughs> like, just to give him the damn award. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think a, a Hab has won it since him. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but. I feel they're they're not really known yeah, for like yeah. defensive forwards. The Habs, you know, I mean, they were when Bob Gainey was on them, but still, uh, they had they had a whole team full of defensive forwards. But yeah, he's a good player. Uh, the Habs fans love him. He's a rookie. Uh, he's sort of like their Matt Barzell, but you know, our, I like ours better, obviously. But uh, NHLnames.com, check it out. Uh, they're they're making improvements. They they appreciate the traffic, John and and Travis, and uh, they're working on making the site even better than it already is. So NHLnames.com, check it out. 
especially for a game against the Habs because they I got thought, all kinds of guys that you know. I do like to guess him. I thought you were going to do Andreas Athanasio or whatever his name is on the Red Wings. Yes, that one. Athanasio? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I had thought I went right for the Habs because I, it's been a long time since the Islanders played the Habs. So, uh, but yeah. So and then I was like, oh yeah. But then you know you gotta have to like make sure that the guy's playing because a couple of times I picked guys that were hurt and I was like, oh geez, that was really dumb. Anyway, but uh, yeah, that, I was gonna see you would have been a good one too. Ne- next yeah, time. I like him though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Sneakyathletic.com. Put uh, anxiety in the discount code box. You save yourself ten percent. SneakyAthletic.com. They got all the GOAT, all that uh, Fort Never Lose stuff. Check it out. Save yourself 10% by putting anxiety in the discount code box. SneakyAthletic.com. Uh, what else? I saw Captain Marvel this weekend. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's a Marvel movie. They have yet to make a bad one. Uh, I like this very much. If you have a little girl in your life, a daughter, granddaughter, niece, cousin, whatever, uh, you should take her to see this movie because she will freak out out just like my daughter did uh she loved it came out of the disney store afterwards with a captain marvel jacket so i'm very excited about it but go see it it's really good you should check it out I yeah think i that's mean it. i i don't think right? i can I think, think i got everything it's it's funny because like i think we're kind of in a little bit of a calm before the storm right after th- there was a storm it was yeah. like those weird that those senators games and the, the flyers game so that that was the storm and now we're in a little bit of a calm <laughs> before this another storm which uh, st- starts on Thursday. Uh, these right. today, so they play. First of all, torture having a game like that on Monday on a Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> I completely I, forgot I, it was I, that I, night. I thought today, it was all day at work. Today, I thought it was Wednesday because I was like, yeah, the Islanders played a very very important game last night. Why on earth would it ever be on a Monday night? Right. Well, it was. That's like that's why that <laughs> game just still seems so bizarre to me that it actually happened and they won. Uh, I'm gonna wake up wake up tomorrow and look at right. the score and be like oh they lost seven to two to the blue jackets of course they did that was a weird dream <laughs> uh, yeah but like thursday starts yeah. like another mini stretch and uh it's not it's not gonna be fun but hopefully it will be yeah uh yeah i mean they, they got to do it like they need these points there's really no way around it so uh there's not much to say about that but you know we'll we'll, we'll figure it out we'll be back next week uh probably wednesday after that bruins game another game that we're going to be very worried about uh so we will talk to you so then the oh tell everybody Lebowski your twitter handle. oh yeah the big lebowski with two e's follow mike there oh yeah so um well that was the other thing i want to mention so we'll set up uh like a uh a twitter feed uh for our podcast so you can follow there and and see updates and stuff like that too uh if yes. that's the kind of so thing to do i guess it's all going professional it's like an easy <laughs> we're, we're we're selling out it is it is we're, we are absolutely selling out for probably not enough <laughs> to buy lunch. <laughs> but, but I guess you guys can start somewhere. So there you go. Uh, but we appreciate you hanging out with us. We wouldn't do this without you guys. Uh, you know, we're, we're very excited for this. I know, again, I know every podcaster says that about sort of like, you know, internal under the hood kind of stuff like this. But we really are very excited about this because it means that, you know, you're going to hear ads for other podcasts on our podcast. But that means that other podcasts are going to hear ads for this podcast. And so everybody's, you know, the word about everybody is going to get spread and and we're all going to, you know, hopefully get a lot more visibility for these podcasts and we can share the love uh, for uh, across multiple uh, platforms and brands. I could already hear Brett Yormark's ears perking up when he hears the word brand somewhere that's <laughs> that's his siren song but uh but no this is really cool i mean again it's going to be like our own little channel uh for islanders fans to enjoy and and that's really cool and, and again maybe later on maybe some more stuff added besides just us too so there you go uh but thanks for hanging out with us thanks for listening uh we'll be back next week uh good luck to the islanders this week and good luck to odell beckham jr the newest cleveland brown that's pretty crazy can't believe that happened it's the, the, the Giants are going full Islanders. They're going full, like, late 90s Islanders. They're just yeah, Wendell Clark. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's weird <laughs> not having that guy I was in just, sports anymore, uh, Odell. I know. I, I was sitting on the couch when I read it, and uh, I said to my daughter and, and my wife who were sitting next to me, I'm like, oh, my God, the Giants just traded Odell Beckham Jr. They're like, who's that? I'm like, the Giants only had two good players and they just traded one of them. <laughs> so, and uh, so my daughter's school, she, uh, they have like sports day or Jersey day or whatever. And, you know, the kids all wear like 
jerseys and sports stuff. And of course, she's the only kid in her entire school. We live in New Jersey. Yeah, she, she's she showed up in a Pat Lafonte stuff to this particular day. But when I, yeah, <laughs> uh, well, my Pat Lafonte jersey is too big, unfortunately for her. She has like this uh, sparkly Islander tell, shirt. Tell us that about Mike's. My... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Pekka was at the was game. Was Pekka? I what does oh, that say? Uh, yeah. was at the so eventually she was. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Having, having Pekka. Oh, was he? Was just, oh, that's was cool. cool. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I didn't even talk about that. Yeah, Tonelli is back. It came back, so hopefully we can yeah. get I mean, they're not going to retire his number as long as Anders Lee is wearing it, but uh, they should definitely have a John Tonelli night. I wonder if the wheels are motion for that. But, oh, but anyway, so like whenever I drop my daughter off on those those days uh, of sports day, I, half the kids are wearing – Odell Beckham jerseys. And so I told her, I'm like, you know, a lot of your classmates are going to need to buy a new jersey for sports day because <laughs> their guy has just now been traded to, he's now a Brown. And she's like, what do you mean a Brown? I'm like a Cleveland Brown. And I had to explain where Cleveland was. Yeah, and they're also, they're, they also used to be the Islanders. But anyway, it's weird. <laughs> but they're, they're out of their Islander yeah. era. Yeah. yeah. The post-Islander is, Browns. The, the Browns are, uh, they're, <laughs> Baker Mayfield is their, uh, well, actually, I guess they're doing the Blue Jackets thing. They're going for it, but the season hasn't started yet. So. <laughs> but anyway, that there you go. <laughs> and please, please stop tweeting at Brian Compton <laughs> that they made this trade. He already knows. Please, he know he knows. He's very nice about it, but you don't know. Everybody needs to tell him that they traded OBJ. There you go. But anyway, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Bye bye.